Welcome to the Taco Tuesday Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Triple D Wine and Spirit Distribution and Rico's Cheese. Here's your host, Spicy Gumbo. Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Taco Tuesday Fantasy Folly Podcast presented by our friends at Rico's Cheese. I am Spicy Gumbel, your humble host and commissioner of our Taco Tuesday League. Now, unfortunately, we had a episode recorded with Happy Endings co-manager Big Dave and Little Dave, a father-son team, and one of the managers decided to take the podcast from his car. I love you still, Big Dave, but just can't do that. <laughs> and the sound came out really kind of choppy and just not good. So what I'm going to do is I am going to go through our podcast by myself, just the basic points we were making, and I will get Big Dave and Little Dave back on here for a future podcast later this season. I also have a segment from... Lady Grey later to later on the podcast that I want to put on as well. But first off, make sure that wherever you are, you are following us on Twitter at TacoFFL. DM me, shoot me some words. I am more than happy to put anybody on the podcast. If you have some points or interesting comments you want to post, but in my DMs on Twitter, a listener, Jennifer E. from San Antonio, Texas, correctly guessed the Coming to America Soul Glow commercial from the last episode. So she was the big winner of the $10 Uber gift card. So congratulations, Jennifer, and hopefully you got it. Um, if I'm assuming she did, because she did that right back after she said thank you. So best of luck uh, for the rest of your future, Jennifer, in your numerous leagues you're talking about and enjoy that gift card. Okay, so on today's episode, what I'd like to talk about is the upcoming trade deadline. Most leagues in Sleeper and Yahoo's have a trade deadline of November 19th, 11-19, which is next Saturday. Some commissioners may have moved that forward or back depending on your league, but most leagues Typically, that is their trade deadline. So this is possibly one of my most favorite times of the podcast season are the trades. Because eh, the rest of it's okay, but you get to interact with your fellow commissioners, talk trash. If something awesome happens to the guy you got in a trade, you're able to slap him with a big wiener across the face and say, take that. <laughs> um, but, you know, on the other side of that trade, of course, it can turn out bad for you. But here's the thing. There's a lot of teams kind of right now in the mix. I mean, if you're 7-2, and 8-1, um, and one, this is a great time to kind of enforce your will on those lesser teams down there, the 1-7s, the O's and 8s. I mean, the O's and 9s, you know, um, because they are pretty much willing to sell their team for future draft picks if your if your league allows that but also the 3 and 6 teams the 
two and seven teams even in there, maybe even the four and five teams. Now, those are the teams that still have a mathematical, if not viable shot, depending how your league is set up, to make the playoffs. So it's a great time to go out there, make a trade, make your team better, perhaps um, put a little pressure on lesser teams and teams that are down there at three and six, four and five. This is a time to kind of make your move, take a chance on someone, and maybe it'll prove to be fantasy gold. But I kind of wanted to go over some buy low candidates and then some sell high candidates and then we'll kind of go over to Lady Grey and her segment and we'll call it a day. But a couple of guys that you may want to consider trading for prior to the deadline. Um, first one, um, Amon Ross St. Brown. He is a phenomenal player, number one. I fell in love with him on Hard Knocks. Super fun player. <clears throat> and he is the basically the highest target share on that team. In the last game against Green Bay, he ran a route on 100% of dropbacks. I mean, it's the only guy Goff is looking for because he has a 35% target share in that game as well. And that's pretty consistent across most of his games. High target share, high routes run on dropbacks, but his results are eek kind of in between. He only put up 55 yards this past game. You know, he had that humongous monster game earlier in the season. It's just the the, the consistency's not there and some people don't don't like that. But what he needs to be consistent is there. So it's a great buy low time for Amon Ross St. Brown. If you have him on your team, be expecting some trade calls for him and don't sell him too low because again the tools are there for him and the numbers are there for him to be a top 10 receiver and if you're offering someone for St. Brown if you're trading for him you may have to up the ante a little bit but don't go too high because yes he is inconsistent okay moving on to the tight end position another buy low candidate on my book Dalton Schultz, great tight end from, from Dallas. Tight end number six overall from last year. Um, this past game, he saw uh, seven targets, uh, 74 yards. That was the week before the bye. The Cowboys just had a bye week. Um, Dak is back. He's looking really well. I do think Dalton Schultz should be on the tight end one radar, but his stock isn't too high yet. So he wasn't Cooper Rush's favorite target when Cooper Rush was in there. So he didn't get, make a lot of yards. He didn't score any touchdowns. So I do think his stock is going to rise rather quickly. So I would recommend going and picking up Dalton Schultz as soon as you can because he is going to be back on a tight one radar and he's going to be too expensive to get later or the person who owns him isn't going to trade him. Um, another buy low candidate, my good friend, DeAndre Swift. I do not know what to do with this poor guy. Uh, he had 175 yards, 175 yards on 16 carries in week one. Since then, he's had 216 yards total weeks two through nine. Um, his shoulder just is no bueno. Just is, um, and the team loves Jamal Williams. They really do. They're a really good one-two punch. Unfortunately, the one punch is doing better than the two punch right now. Um, but the thing about it is, 
since Swift is slowly coming back from this injury, I kind of think this is what the team wanted to do. Like, I wanted to think they wanted to bring him back slowly, give Jamal Williams more carries until he's back to full health. I do think Swift will be back to full health within one to two weeks. So the window to buy low for DeAndre Swift will soon shut. So make sure you go pick him up as soon as you can or you'll be unable to pick him up low after next week, possibly the week after next. And my last buy low candidate, Jonathan Taylor. Oh, the poor, poor Colts. (laughs) How the mighty have fallen. Frank Wright out, Jeff Saturday in, just a total train wreck of an offense and defense in that city. I don't know what to do here. So... Jonathan Taylor's trade value is in the toilet. You're not going to get much for him. The owners out there know that. So you basically have two options. Option one, hang on to him. Stash him. You can't start him right now um, unless you really, really have to. But And who knows? Maybe the new coach may inspire the team. And, you know, Jeff Saturday was an offensive lineman, and they are having some big troubles on their offensive line. So maybe that inspires a team to push a little bit more this week. I just don't know. So you really have two options here. Option A, hang on to them, stash them, start them if you have to. Or option B, sell them for near nothing. You're not going to get anything for him. Um, So I was the lucky manager in my specific league to trade for him. Um, I traded Justin Herbert and Kyrene Williams for him. So worked out. Again, so I'm going to put him on my bench for right now because I didn't draft him first overall. I didn't have him as my number one keeper. So I really have no value tied to him right now. I can bench him if I want to. I can retrade him again for something a little bit higher later. Who knows? Um, but I just don't think he is startable quite yet. But there is a flip side to that coin, listeners. It is players you want to trade away, players to sell high in their short window or you will be stuck with them. Um, I think one of them is Miko Hardman. Miko Hardman is on fire. He's had a touchdown in the past couple of weeks, rushing, receiving. Um, he is the, I like to call it, flavor of the month for <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, ass CEH, his, his run ran out. So I do think Miko Hardman's share is something to be concerned about. He only runs routes on 58% of Mahomes dropbacks, and that's usually about average, around 50%. He only has a 13% target share. He has definitely had a nice couple of weeks of those touchdowns, guys. I would highly recommend selling him right now at his high. I mentioned this last few weeks ago with CEH. He was wearing touchdown deodorant in the worst way, and I said, this is it. You have to sell CEH now. Now, unfortunately, managers can't get anything for him. So they have just to bench him. So there's no there's no way to, to trade him now. And I think if Nicole Hardman goes back to what he was doing, it'll be the same thing. He won't be unable to trade because his target share is so low. And he's kind of come back to earth with no touchdown deodorant. Um, another sell high can. I go one more before we break into a commercial. Um, Curtis Samuel. So right now, Curtis Samuel, again, he's had he scores. He has he is dependent on big plays, but he 
has the unfortunate issue, as with Nicole Hardman, of being low on the target shares. 15% share average per game. Um, Johan Dotson is coming back as well. Uh, I think Curtis Samuel is a great wide receiver to sell right now because if you don't, his target share will go down even more. He will not score. You will get nothing for him as you will not get anything for Miko Hardman if you wait to sell him now. So again, sell high Miko Hardman. Sell high Curtis Samuel. Oh, I do have one more actually. I scrolled down. I have one more. And sell high Raheem Mostert. So the big reason is because of um, Jeff Wilson Jr., who they acquired from 49ers. Um... Raheem and Jeff both split carries, nine each this past game. Mostert scored on the ground, Wilson through the air. Um, Wilson had more catches and routes run, by the way. I do think this is lining out to be a 50-50 split backfield, but I think just because Mostert's been doing so well the past few weeks, I think his trade value is at his highest right now. And as Jeff Wilson gets a little more integrated into this offense, which won't take long, it's the same offense he ran in... San Francisco is the same offense they run in Miami. Just a few terms are different. So I would highly recommend selling high in Raheem Mostert until his that, that goes back to 50-50 backfield and you're going to see less and less of poor Raheem Mostert. Okay, so let's take a quick commercial break, a word from our friends at Rico's, and I'll be right back with Lady Gray and her weekly predictions. Sometimes, you don't want to open an entire can of Rico's cheese just for yourself. Well, if you're me, maybe you do. <laughs> but, if you don't, don't worry. Rico's has you covered. They offer a variety of snacks you can take with you on a road trip, put in a lunchbox, or eat whenever you want. Especially if it's just a party of one. It's the perfect size snack. Look for Rico's on the go cheese sauce and chip packs wherever Rico's is sold. And we're back. So before I bring our wonderful colleague Lady Gray on the air, real quick, I want to bring on some key injuries and in wave wire pickups going into Week 10, um, we all saw that atrocious Green Bay game. Romeo Dobbs went out. Aaron Jones walking boot. We do not know the severity of their injuries yet. Um, Evan Ingram uh, was out with a back injury. P.J. Walker just sucks. <laughs> so there's a bunch of people out there. And even the O-line, um, Will Hernandez, Arizona, Matt Hennessy, Atlanta, both had knee injuries. So there's definitely some key injuries to be aware of out there right now. So these guys I may have mentioned earlier in the podcast. Actually, I did. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr., Miko Hardman. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr. is available in 49% of Yahoo and Sleeper Leagues. I don't know how that's possible. I guess the biggest probably reason is people probably dropped him when he was traded or when CMC got to, to San Francisco. So if he's out there, pick him up. Um, it's going to be a 50-50 split out there with Miami. Um, Greg Dulcich, um, tennis, um, Denver tight end. He is only 34% rostered in Yahoo and Sleeper Leagues. So if you're an Evan Ingram owner and he may or may not play, great guy to pick up. 
highly available. Um, and talking about Carolina, again, I don't know how much stock you all put into this. Terrence Marshall Jr., he's only he's available in 94% of Yahoo and Sleeper Leagues. So he may be a good addition if you need a wide receiver. If you had Romeo Dobbs go down, you may get a boomer bust guy with Terrence Marshall um, Jr. Um, Cole Komet, another tight end you may want to consider. He is 23% rostered. He was the draft darling early in the season. People loved Cole Komet. Every analyst that I talked to loved Cole Komet. And a lot of people drafted Cole Komet, and Cole Komet didn't do jack squat. So a lot of people dropped him. But he is available, and the Chicago offense is turning around. He is only, um, let's see, 23%. So that means 80, 77%. 77% of Yahoo and Super Leagues, he is available. So go and pick him up. Okay, so real quick, I have Lady Grey here on the phone. I'm going to click over on her, and we're going to talk to her a little bit about her travels, and then get into her predictions. So hang on, let's click over and see if we can get Lady Grey on the air. Hello, Lady Grey. Are you with the podcast today? I am. It's lunar eclipse going on right now. So, you know, it's a, a great time to do a reading today. Yes. Yeah, so for our listeners who don't know, we live in South Texas and tonight is a partial lunar eclipse. So Lady Grey is especially mystical this evening. So there's... I got all the crystals out. I'm ready to go. <laughs> She's got glitter great. floating in the background and she'll She'll, she'll turn into water vapor and, and float off as the eclipse comes by. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, Lady Grey. So, first of all, um, as a humble host here on this podcast, um, I am want to personally apologize. Uh, I know we used to last season. It's been kind. Of, it's been kind of hectic this season, pulling into a couple of new formats that we're trying to do on the podcast, especially with our our listening base moving here and there. But I wanted to apologize for not bringing you on as often as I would like. You know, we luckily we had a cancellation from the water skiing squirrel and the old lady with the the chili recipe, the world's best chili recipe. They couldn't be on today, so we're able to fit you on. So thank you for being here. Wow, thank you. As your third choice, I'm very um, excited. Thank you. You were, you were the fourth choice. I, I I wanted to pass, but other people wanted to listen to you. So you were the wow. choice number four. <laughs> Good to know. Upset the lady with the crystals. Go ahead. I know, I know. <laughs> she would put the voodoo on me like like Tom Brady's ex-wife. So no, no, we won't go there, listeners. <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> okay, so so uh, Lady Gray, first of all, yes, I apologize not for you on it. Was it was nothing nothing um, personal, but we're glad you're here. You know, you are in the family league, not the taco league, but the family league that you and I are in. How is your team doing in the family league? You know, I was doing so well, like a month ago, I was number one. I was so excited. And now I'm like number six and I am very salty, you know, not to bring it back to Tom and Giselle, but like Tom, you know, you need to step it up, man. I'm just like saying, like I had to go with Stafford and he is not cutting. He like, He's like 10 points under like this week. I'm like, <laughs> do what you're doing. And uh, like some people are doing well and some people are just like, you know, just terrible. I'm very salty about all of it. Because oh, well, so, I don't I don't put Tom in because I don't feel like Tom's in the game. But Tom did good this week and Matthew Stafford was horrible. Well, it's funny you should mention that because, I mean, there are rumors amongst the fantasy football world that, you know, <laughs> again, these are rumors, but that Giselle used to like, 
anoint Tom in mystical oils before the game to make him do well. <laughs> I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff out there. And I was like, this can't be true. And I heard another podcast here talking about it. It's not me. I'm not, it's not my idea. Someone else talking about it. And I was like, wow, really? So like now, now that now they, they're, they're divorced, there's, there's rumors that she's putting the, the voodoo on him. So, um, so a lot of people are believing in it. And, but luckily he did well last game. So I'm sorry, uh, as you probably have guessed, listeners, Lady Gray's starting QBs are Tom Brady and Matt Stafford. She didn't know which one to play, which is a problem with a lot of fantasy players that are playing now. Who, what quarterbacks to play right now? Um, so I'm sorry that your team's not doing well. It's only the halfway point of the season. We are a 10 team league. Six teams make the playoffs. So if you're in a so top the top six, bubble. Lady Gray, you're on the bubble. You're right there. So hang in there. <laughs> so, but I know I understand that. You recently were traveling. That was another reason we couldn't do it. So for the last three weeks, you were traveling. So tell our listeners where you went and how it was and all that fun stuff. You know, it was an amazing opportunity. Um, I had to go to Japan for work. Uh, it was a kind of a cultural retreat. And I got to uh, travel all over the country of Japan, visited a bunch of different cities, Tokyo, Hiroshima, Kyoto, Osaka. It was an amazing opportunity to experience uh, Eastern culture. Great. So I was thinking about this as you were out there um, and you, you always think of like the Italian gypsy lady or the, the Spanish fiery person, in the Caribbean, you know, with the tarot cards. Do they have tarot in the Far East? Do they have it in Japan and in that area of the world? So it's interesting. So it's a Buddhist culture um, and they really do believe there's a mystical aspect to it, but it's not like what we consider tarot. Tarot is not really big in Japan. It's a very small community. I, I found one tarot thing in Tokyo. It was a tarot museum and that was really cool. But overall, but there was lots of shrines um, dedicated to like different animals and different things. And you could, you know, buy wishes and buy prayers. And it was very, it was very interesting, like where the cross sections of mysticism and Buddhist uh, teachings kind of came together. Yeah. So if you had to say like, you know, is there like a, you know, uh, trade for trade, hand for hand kind of tarot reading in the Japanese culture, you would say there probably isn't. There's not a lot of carry over there, but there are there are there are places where you can like, you know, wish and they have the little kitty cat with the paw everywhere, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so I, I was just curious because you were out there. So I, I wasn't sure if you had seen any any mysticism out there. You know, um, overall, like tarot specifically, no, with the, the exception of Tokyo, tarot, no, but like a lot of shops that sold crystals and crystals for all different types of ailments and, and thoughts and wishes and hopes, um, that they, they're very mystical people. Um, it's just not tarot specifically. Okay. Well, that's interesting to know. Now, now I know when I go over there, not to look for my resident gypsy trying to find out who's going to do better in my <laughs> running back position for week 10. So I need, I need help Japanese tarot. I know not to look that way. I always look to lady gray for answers. And on that point, lady gray, are you ready? I'm ready. It is time for lady gray's weekly predictions, folks. Let's get to it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, Lady Grey, I have three questions for you. And okay. one and one of the questions pertains to a question I asked you 
back in week two when we first had you on the podcast. So okay. we'll get to that question in a second. So question number one is about Justin Fields. Um, he is the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. He is a top I think he's been a, he's been the top fantasy quarterback the last three weeks. He's been a top five quarterback the last five weeks. Definitely fantasy gold. Um, the Bears are looking better. So, question: Will Justin Fields continue to be a top five fantasy quarterback? Uh, well, yes. I I feel. He got a Ten of Cups, and um, Ten of Cups is kind of the end-all, be-all. Cups is all about emotions. This is harmony, family bliss, uh, well-being. Um, yeah, I think he's gonna I, he's gonna own it. So I, I I'd say a resounding yes. Yeah, so he's been doing so well, Lady Grave. If you haven't had a chance to catch the games, um, for those of you who don't know, Lady Grey and I are from Chicago, so we have yes. a little home, home, hometown, hometown Bears feeling here. But touch <laughs> bear down, touchdown Bears. Yes. Yeah, so, but I want to ask you that because it just seems like Chicago has been on that cusp. They're like they're 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 good. almost there. They're almost there, and he's doing so well. I do believe he is the best quarterback from that draft class, and I'm glad that he's going to continue to do well. So, Justin Fields, managers out there, heed Lady Gray's words. She says that he'll stay in top five, so keep him in your lineups. Okay, question number two. We're going to move over to the um, East, the NFC East, the Philadelphia Eagles. They are the last unbeaten team in the NFL at 8-0. Some people say they are the best team in the NFL right now, and I tend to agree. Um, So the question is, will Philadelphia not go 17-0? Will Philadelphia continue to be the dominant force and NFC East, and will their players continue to be a cornucopia of fantasy points? I'm going to go with a no. Oh, and no. Two of wands reverse, or two of matches reverse. Um, it's so uh, uh, upright, a two of matches would be all about discovery and planning and progression. But when it's reversed, it's all about holding back indecision. Um, he- kind of hesitating, so I-, I don't see good things. So sorry, fly <laughs> so, eagles fly no more. So sorry. As a Jalen Hurts owner, that hurts so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I I I I think what's going to happen. So a few of our managers can remember last season, Arizona Cardinals. I think were seven and zero at one point, and they had a monumental collapse. I do think Philadelphia is a good team but i think what may possibly even lady gray can tell you those listeners the cards could be interpreted a lot of different ways so i don't think the philadelphia is going to be a dominant force 16 and 0 17 and 0 uh, but they're going to remain a good team they're not going to fall off the, they're not going to fall off the turn of the truck and not go to the playoffs but i guess maybe the cards are just trying to tell us to curb our expectations a little yeah. bit on them okay so okay okay Question three, um, and this pertains to a question we asked you um, in week two. So the question was that I asked in week two, you know, is there a Baltimore Ravens running back 
that's going to emerge from their backfield and dominate. So, and you said yes. He said yes. There's someone that's going to emerge and dominate and be a league winner. Um, well, that hasn't happened yet, Lady Gray. So uh, they have, they've had spikes. Like, you know, they've had spikes. Uh, I'll run it back to do well one week. He'll get hurt. He'll, another one person will do well one week. He'll get hurt and so on. So I'm going to rephrase the question now that we're halfway through the season. Is there a Baltimore Ravens running back that will emerge in the second half of the season that will be the top dog and lead the Ravens and fantasy managers to better points going forward. No. Uh, <laughs> five of pentacles, five of buttons um, is all about um, worry and isolation and it's hardship, it's challenge. So I'm going to go no. Oof. I know so... I'm contradicting myself. So I'm like, <laughs> Lady Gray made a boo-boo. Well, um, it's, it's, or at least it's, it, it, I, it, they're kind of not, I, I don't see, I don't see it. So. Okay. So it, it's it's funny. Like, like and I think I was, I actually re-listened to that podcast before I thought about this question, Lady Gray. And I was really, I was hesitant because the way it was worded, you know, is there going to be someone to emerge? And, you know, you said, yes, it kind of looks that way, um, but we're not sure. So it, it, again, the cards can interpret it, but right now, I would. I personally, even before I asked that question, would trust a Baltimore Ravens running back. I know I'm really not going to trust a Baltimore Ravens running back. <laughs> <laughs> and case in point, um, listeners, we are recording this before the Monday night game. So Baltimore plays Monday night against the Saints. I have no idea how these Baltimore running backs are going to do. I do know that uh, Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins are out. So I I, the que- I asked a question prior to Monday night. So let's see what happens. Let's see what kind of running backs we get on there. But again, as to the previous question with the Philadelphia Eagles, curb your expectations with the Baltimore Ravens running backs as well. Okay. Well, Lady Gray, those are some great predictions. And once again, it has been wonderful having you back on a podcast. And my apologies for the long hiatus. I promise to bring you back more often for a future podcast. I would love that. I always enjoy hanging out with you and being on the show. Okay. But for listeners, so she just doesn't do this for fantasy football purposes, guys. She does this for the masses and can bring guidance, clarity, and light into your world as well. So if listeners want to get a reading, Lady Gray, how do they reach you? You can email me, ladygraytarot at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, best of luck in our family league this week. I don't know how you're doing. Um, are you going to win this week? Or are you behind? I am behind. Like, well, I mean, yeah, no, I've already, all my players have already played. So like I lost to the kid. <laughs> which is depressing. <laughs> I lost, I lost to like your uh, daughter there. Um, yes. Was uh, it bad? It's, 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 um, Sierra. Sierra. Okay. So sorry. I, was like, I don't even think she's managing. I'm over here like switching players. Like, I don't know. Like, she, she was definitely an auto draft person. So <laughs> I lost to the auto draft, which is depressing. <laughs> well, well, you're hanging there again. We have, it's only half the, through the season. Make it to the playoffs. That's just being a top six, but we'll hope for the best. 
for Lady Grey and her tarot card reading and Lady Grey and her fantasy teams. But she doesn't even have all her spaces. She's got an empty space. It's just insulting. <laughs> she, Sorry. She, she must she must have saw something in the I cards. Love yeah, that they, oh look, <laughs> I don't even have to play enough players. I can still beat my my aunt. <laughs> It hurts. It hurts on the inside. <laughs> well, we'll hope for better things and games to come for Lady Grey. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Well, without further ado, again, thank you again for being on the podcast, Lady Grey. Best of luck in your fantasy team, and we'll chat again soon. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye. And that just about does it for here on the Taco Tuesday podcast. Again, my apologies that we cannot get Big Dave and Little Dave on the podcast. They're actually really great guys to talk to. I look forward to having them back on the podcast again. Just the sound quality was a little choppy. We uh, will get that cleaned up for you guys and get them back on here as soon as possible. I want to thank Lady Grey for dealing with me. She tolerates my antics and I'm always making fun of the things she does, but you know, I love her and I love having her on the podcast. I'm glad she's involved in fantasy football in our family league. And then I'm also happy that she does readings for our taco league as well. And again, um, she mentioned it just right now, but please reach out to her. Did you want her personal reading? She really does a good job and can help you through some tough times. If you have questions or maybe you just want to do some fun entertainment readings as well. She is more than happy to oblige you. Thank you to our friends at Rico's Cheese and Triple D Distribution. Love you guys. Thank you for all the help with the podcast. Definitely keeping the lights on. And make sure you're following us at TacoFFL on Twitter and wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be Apple, Spotify, etc. Like us. Give us a five-star rating. Um, follow us. All that fun stuff. Every little bit helps in keeping our small but strong podcast going okay well without further ado this was the taco tuesday fantasy football podcast best of luck in week 10 and i will see you all next week spicy gumbo signing off Mm -hmm.